Hey friends! In this episode of RT Engineering Radio, John and Steve hang out and talk about stuff like content strategies and habits. It's a little bit different from our usual episodes, but we had a lot of fun recording it, and we hope you have fun listening to it. Cheers! I've been doing a better job of writing for my blog, and I think that, I don't know yeah. if you think that, it's, it, it seems like you've been kind of upticking your blog writing too. A little bit, um, yeah. You have, you have I mean, like a, a series lot of, of posts. A lot bit. I, it's a lot bit this year for me. Though the last, like since I finished that series, I have been basically not writing at all on my blog. <laughs> um, like I, it was, writing that series was, I think, a little more work than I expected it to be. And gotcha. I burned out from it a little bit, like, which right. I just need a break from it. Not burned out. Yeah. Like I'm done with it. You you want a break. I need Yeah. I need a little break. So I'm taking a little break. Um, how have you been able to write more? Yeah. And so this is what I was trying to ponder. And actually Orta asked me on Twitter when I said, Oh, I'm doing a lot more writing on my, or like, this is my first blog and my first blog post in like five years or whatever it was, he was like, yeah. what, what triggered that or whatever? And I was like, I don't know exactly. I just like decided to do it. Um, one habit I'm trying out is like doing a week in review blog post every Sunday morning. And so I think I've gotten in myself into this mindset of like, I write on my blog and that's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I'm trying to do this habit. I want to be able to say in that post that I wrote something mm-hmm. and so i end up writing mm, something. got it huh? you're it's like a, it's an accountability thing kind of you're holding you're holding yourself accountable by saying that you're gonna write about how you wrote right <laughs> um so yeah i i, I don't know just probably that, but like i was wondering i was gonna ask you if you like there's this term called like content strategy i think it's like a marketing slash, I don't know, something kind of a strategy of like using content to market. And so then if you're going to do that, you kind of have to have a strategy about what you're going to write. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question is like, do you strategize about what you're going to write or like, yeah, it's pretty loose. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I was, I uh, was a member of a community. I paid to be a member of a community uh, that, um, a woman monica lentz who on twitter like she blogs a lot she started Mm. this community and called it uh i think it was like devs who blog or something like that and i joined that last fall because i thought that i really especially in covid i just was feeling like i needed a community and i wanted a community that was focused around writing and i thought hey this will be really cool and i was in that community for two or three months and then i i i stopped paying and, and quit uh, because yeah. that community was very focused on content strategy and on um, SEO mm. and on uh, marketing themselves and making money off of their blogs. And that's like, I have nothing against them or, or what they're doing, but that was just, that's just not a side of it that interests me. Um, it's not, like sure. when I when I write on my blog, I'm not really doing it for anyone but myself, and maybe the, you know the hundred people that read it a month or whatever. Um, right, sure. So 
so no, like I'm not, I, I'm definitely the wrong person to ask about that. <laughs> but I, th- I know that there are people that do it and that are good at it. Sure. Right. And like, even so like this, like idea of personal branding or whatever kind of feels a little icky to me. Like it's like comes from a place of like not being authentic or whatever, but yeah. like there, I think there's some value in like having some kind of plan for what you're going to do with your blog. Um, yeah. And so this is kind of driving towards my other topic, which is I've said this before, and I think you called it out in one of my blog posts, this idea of like a personal operating system and like, what does that mean? And is there some way I can like talk about the way that I approach my work uh, mm-hmm. and like the habits that I use and whatever to like make me more effective and more efficient or more happy or whatever it is. Um, and so I've been thinking about like, how could I, you know, write a couple different things that sort of all kind of ladder up to this idea of a personal operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I did a post about um, this, this weekend I wrote a post about like saving your positive feedback in a notebook so you can look back at it, whatever. So like the, there's this habit that I like that I do mm-hmm. and there's other ones, <laughs> uh, as you know. And so I had this idea in my head that I'm sort of like picking them off one by one. And then maybe once I get, enough of them kind of documented on my blog, I can write this other post that's like, okay, I've laid out for you kind of all these, some of these habits. There's some unifying theme here of like a personal operating system. But like, then what? I'm not sure what to say about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. So I'm just like curious if you have any thoughts about this. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about it because I, well, uh, can I wrangle the thoughts? I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love that idea. Uh, it, I think it kind of aligns with, a th- it's similar to a thing that I was trying to do where I was noticing patterns of, um, I don't know, maybe like emotional reactions and just patterns of my emotions and places mm. that I would, places that I would, these, just these things that these loops that I would keep ending up in and, uh, writing that down as something that I was at the time was calling my life playbook as like, just a, this is the play playbook I'm going to look at. If I'm feeling like crap, I'm going to go through all these questions and try to figure out, um, you know, is it because I have forgotten to take my vitamin D for the last week? Because that's the thing that I do every winter. And then after a week of doing that, I feel like crap. Um, mm. so I, so all that to say, I love this idea of like codifying, 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 however you say it. Um, alternate, say it, say it each way, like every other time, and then you'll just defend everybody. (laughs) I love this idea of codifying the, um, (laughs) I did it. (laughs) it. Just the, just the, like the squishy unwritten, the squishy unwritten ways in which you live your life. So I think you phrasing that as an operating system is a really neat way to to phrase it, to, to spin it. Um, so I would certainly like to see you reach that point of that final, I mean, maybe it's not final, but like that, that wrap up post that's like, Hey, this is what my operating system looks like. Yeah. That's my first thought. My second thought is a question is content strategy in this. I think I'm showing my naivete of like, what a content strategy even is, but um, <laughs> is in this case is the content strategy. Is it like, what is that wrap up post look like? 
Or is it even beyond that? I don't know. I think it's like uh, having some plan and not just kind of winging it. <laughs> that that mm-hmm. there is a series of blog posts I want to write and maybe there's some like roadmap to, okay, once I establish this idea, then I can talk about this idea in a different post and like they can all kind of like link to each other and, you know, uh, there's like a thread here. And then when I reach a point where I feel like, okay, I've laid out some thoughts here. Now I can kind of, you know, I mean, I'm sure that people write outlines for books they write and think mm-hmm. about like the ordering of the ideas so that when you get to chapter seven, maybe not an idea introduced in chapter three kind of sets you up to understand what the author wants you to understand. So anyway, I just like, but I have no practice or like no skills in this area. Yeah. Um, so it's like trying to, think about that, I guess. Yeah. I don't, uh, what you just described about, uh, kind of having that, that plan of how these different things are going to fit together reminds me of in the before time, like before COVID when I would do (laughs) conference talks and stuff like that, like that's kind of how I would approach writing a talk was, um, for months and months and months ahead of time. It's ne- it was never like I just sat down one day and wrote this thing start to finish. It was like these things just formulated and like sat in my brain and floated around and they connect there were connections that were there and they were kind of made and and then over time just I was able to transfer all of those connections to some sort of you know outline or mind map or some something more on paper or in, on yeah. the computer that um that uh like tied it all together and so i guess my question for you is if this is a thing that like maybe you just maybe your content strategy is a thing that takes time to put together and maybe it's a thing that is it's just like a a living document that you're poking at and poking at and trying to figure out like what that strategy is over time and making a little note like yeah this won't work for that Sure. Having said all that, it makes me feel like um, it's bad advice <laughs> because <laughs> because um, I that's one of the things that I associate with me never actually writing something is that idea of like I'm working on it mm. for so long that I I'm thinking and thinking and and tweaking and making all these little subtle changes to the content and then I get bored with it before I ever actually translate it to some written form. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess if it's something you really, really want to do, that's not a problem. If you want to, if, if it's some, if you have the urge to keep at it for a really long time, that's not a problem. But for me, at least content wise, often that's where I just lose it is like I get bored after thinking about it for a couple months and I don't ever actually turn it into something. Yeah, I mean, there's that danger of of like losing momentum by planning. That 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 if you are too precious about your ideas, you just end up not doing anything with them. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like it's like that balancing act of shipping a post even in an imperfect state, so that yep. you continue the momentum. Versus like, is there some kind of plan here that gets us going? So anyway, yeah, I just thought it was interesting to to discuss. Have you? heard or seen the idea of a content garden? Mm, I haven't. 
This is something that I have. There's like a couple of people that I've seen have talked about this. Um, one of them is Sean Wang, who mm. is like a super prolific, I don't know, writer and whatever else. Um, but he, th- there's this idea that like you, we, you, we talked about this with Ash, that culture is like a garden where you're just always cultivating it. It's never actually, yeah. it's never done. Um, but that's how, Mm -hmm. that's how he's treating that. He talks about treating your content that way too. Like you don't just write a post and then ship it. You have a, you have this page on, um, whatever your habits and it's constantly changing. And so you're constantly going back to that home and changing it there. Um, which is different than, you know, writing a, an edited post every two or every like two years, like rehashing the same post over and over. I don't know mm. if I was very clear about that. Does that make sense? So is, so is he so is he saying like uh if you want to, you can go back to an old post and like add to it, change it, modify it? Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, you would go back and you would edit it. And if it doesn't have to be a big edit, it's just like, oh, I now feel differently about this, or I this is a new thing that I'm thinking about, and just add it. Um I, th- that is a really seems like a really good way as a like as the from the creator side to do this because you never you never actually like are you ever shipping anything then like you you're or like you're always shipping something maybe is the the way to look at that um but it's never a big thing like hey here's a blog post that i wrote it's just like i made these subtle changes from a from a Mm. consumption perspective it's hard because it's like how do i know I don't know. Can you, uh, maybe you subscribe to changes to that page or something. I don't really know. Yeah. So I guess, uh, how we write for our blog or like how we, um, look at the finality of our thoughts around topics is kind of mixed up here that, that, um, you know, if I write a blog post, so I, this weekend, like I said, I wrote a blog post about my habits around saving positive feedback and how it puts me in a mood to be better about writing feedback. I may in the future have more thoughts on that topic. Should I write a new post referencing that first post or should I go to that old post and like have like a <laughs> like a update at the top and then say that I changed it? Like it's a little, um, yeah, it's like I don't know what the right approach is there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I think thinking about it as like it's the uh, they're not posts. If you if they're not even posts, if they're just like these are my thoughts about this thing, then I th- to me I think that like makes it a little easier. It gives me more permission to go back and just change the other one. Sure. Hmm. I'm just thinking out loud here that if I had a URL that was like uh didn't include a date and just mm-hmm. maybe included like the slug of the post mm-hmm. and instead was just like uh, my current meditation on topic that might free me up to not think of it as like uh, stuck in amber. Yeah, totally. Yeah, interesting. Okay, we don't have to talk about that anymore. Okay. Uh, the, uh, uh, do you have more topics for us to talk about? That concludes my list of topics. Okay, because the, from there, the topic that I would want to talk to you about uh, is just your habits, like mm. your your operating system. I, w- I would like to dig into that a little bit because I think that um, you're, well, okay, I'm going to say this and 
might be total BS. <laughs> but I, I doubt and it. I'm going to put an asterisk after it, and then I'm going to explain the asterisk. But I okay. think that you are one of the most disciplined people that I have worked with in terms of, um, in terms of time management. The asterisk is I have developed this theory, well, like I'm smart or something, but I'm starting to think <laughs> that um, I'm starting to think that the people who come off as the the best at something like discipline, self-discipline or time management are the people who work the hardest at it, possibly because they have struggled with it the most in the past. So uh, that was maybe two tangents there, but um, number one, are you really as disciplined as I think that you are? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what I'll say on this one is something that I've tried to say to other people is like, I try to follow my habits. And when I do it, I feel good. I think it works well. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a post about starting and stopping my day with a list. And in that post, I say, John, do you really do this every day? And the answer is like, no, sometimes I miss. Sometimes I don't follow the (laughs) things that I know are best for me. Like that's, that's true in life of everything. Like, you know, it's like some days I do a bad job of eating the way that I should, or some days I, watch too much TV or like whatever. So, so yes, I have developed some habits that I think set me up for success. And when I follow them, I feel real good. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up, that specific example, because that I think might be the thing that I read that cued me into this idea that just because, um, I think that you're the most disciplined in the person in the world doesn't mean that you are the most disciplined person in the world because it, it resonated for me with um, when I wrote the series in, on my blog about um, managing your time in small time blocks. There were a couple yeah. people afterwards that were like, that expressed similar things to me like, wow, it's amazing that you're this disciplined with your time or more something similar. And what I was thinking was, I am not, I am, I'm not that at right. all. Um, so like suddenly I was able to see, wait, uh, I'm not really as disciplined as this makes me seem. John sounds like maybe he's not as disciplined as I, as he comes off to me. Um, so maybe we're similar. I'm vigorously shaking my head. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally agree with this. And it's like comforting to know that, um, people we admire in a certain way, like they're working at it too. Like we're all just yeah. kind of working at it. Um, a quote I think about probably every other day, at least, is Kent Beck talking about. Um, I'll see if I can say it. It's like, I'm not a great programmer. I'm a good programmer with great habits. And like hearing that and internalizing that and like really coming to embrace this idea has totally changed my life because it's not just about programming anymore. Now it's just about everything I do. And and so I'm always on the lookout. Like I think of myself as like always being in a battle against my nature. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, like given no structure, no discipline, I would probably do things like the, the easy way or a way that's not ideal or whatever. And so whatever I can do to kind of like, I don't know, try to nudge myself, steer the ship in a better direction. Like it's, definitely paid off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, so, but like knowing that even Kent Beck, who I admire quite a bit as being a really good programmer, 
Like he sees himself as just like, I'm a fine programmer, but it's like the habits that I've built up are the thing that really like kind of kick it up a notch. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know that that seems approachable in a way that, you know, like, oh yeah, anybody can build habits. Like that's not something that um, you're born with, you know, like this maybe outdated cultural idea of like, the brilliant programmer who goes into a cave and then comes out with a perfect program. It's just like, I'm, I'm continuously having to battle against this notion. And this is another arrow in my quiver of like, no, that's not really the real world. So anyway. Yeah. Um, are you paid for by big Kent Beck? <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> you know, and he did a talk at, he's done a couple talks at a, I think back-to-back, -back, is it RailsConf or RubyConf? They're so good. Like, I'm just, he, I just have such a tech crush on that guy. Mm -hmm. he's, he's so smart. It shows. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it shows a lot. Everybody's got him. Everybody's got a, yeah. a tech crush on somebody. That's true. Um, yeah. So, uh, so habits. Yeah. Uh, I answered some of your question, but maybe you want to get into some, partic some particulars. Is that what you're kind of heading towards? Yeah. I mean, I've, so, yeah. So that's like my high-level... I'm envious of how you are able to build your habits and stick with them. Uh, I think you do a great job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then, but then I do also think that some of your habits are interesting. So, um, so starting your day with the the start list and ending your day with a stop list is uh, when you describe this whole idea as your personal operating system, like this really really meshes well with that, that you have this, you have like a bash script effectively that you run at the start of your day and you have another <laughs> one that you run at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, can you talk more yeah. about your, your start lists and end lists? Yeah. Let me bring it up too. I, I find it. Uh, so, so mechanically what we're talking about is I use Todoist and Todoist is just a to-do app. There's many. This is it's the one I've good picked to thus far. I like it. Yeah. There's a couple gripes I have, but on the whole, I think it's great. And so what I've done is I've created a Todoist item that recurs and has a bunch of subtasks. And so some of those subtasks are things like uh, process email or read your GitHub notifications or whatever. They're just like a list of things that when I do these things, um, I've like eased into my day. I've swept comms. I've whatever, like I've tracked my day. I've looked at my calendar to make sure I know what's on it. And am I prepared for these meetings, whatever. And so I take every, I take those things off. I, I take the overall item. And then what Todoist will do is queue up another one for the next day. And I've got it. So it um, triggers at 9am. So, so mechanically, what we're talking about is a recurring task full of subtasks. And and like what those are has evolved over time as I've tinkered with this habit. Mm -hmm. And I expect that I'll keep tinkering with it and keep removing and adding items from that list as they become valuable or not valuable anymore. Anyway, so it's like, it's not about the particular, it's just about this habit of, I have a place to put things that I want to do every day in the morning and a place to put things that I want to do every day before I leave. And I have these bookends to, to my day. How long does each one take you? Like the, the full list. How long is the full start list and how long is the full end list? I'm usually done about 20 minutes into my day uh, for the start list. And I'm usually only going to run that stop. Like I'll, I'll start doing my stop list about five minutes to the end of my day. 
um, which is actually another good call out for anyone who might not know this about you is that you're very strict about the, well, you're about the number of hours that you work every day, as well as the specific hours that you work every day. Right. That's right. I'm so um, crazy about this idea that I made a web app for it called 40, 40 even.com. This episode brought to you by 40 even.com. <laughs> um, and, and so what I do is one of the items in my start list, my stop list is to go to this web app and to enter the time I start my day, the time I stop my day, and then it computes how many hours I've worked for that day. It tracks, it has like a you know, it's got a column for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then a running total with like a pace. So I know like, am I an hour up? Am I an hour down? Can I take an extra long lunch today? You know, those kinds of things. And then I got spots for like PTO and any kind of like adjustments, whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did this kind of out of necessity, but I also have grown to like really love it. <laughs> it's definitely like, um, Home. Like I, I, I get like I've gotten some feedback from people, yourself included, that it kind of feels like homework or something, and I totally get it. <laughs> it does kind of feel like homework, but it also does something for me, which is like it releases from my brain any kind of concerns about like did I put in enough time? Did I did I put in too much time? Am I like out of balance? Like I know if I'm in balance or not because <laughs> there's a number that I can just look at and read. So. Like, I just like never think about, boy, I'm really putting in too many hours this week. Like, I just know if I am doing that. And I never do that because I know that I'm trying to hit 40. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like, I got a family. Like, I cannot work more than 40. Like, it would be, it would be um, for me, it would be um, disrespectful for my, to my family yep. to, like, be consumed by work for more than this. Um, yep. So, so that's just like a personal point of view on that. Um, I'm not sure if I have anything else to say about that. Did I answer all your questions? <laughs> you, you did. Um, to, just to be clear, I I don't think that it's homework. Uh, it the the reason I don't like to log my time in that way is because it reminds me of being a consultant, or mm. uh, actually even yeah. before I was a consultant, working in in an environment where they were very strict about keeping time. And to me, it felt it because like, maybe you were paid hourly. So they needed to know those numbers. Oh, no, we were not paid hourly. Oh. <laughs> we, were, okay. we were paid salary. They just need they just needed they didn't trust anyone to get in 40 gotcha. hours of work, which, quite honestly, they deserved to not trust anyone for getting their 40 hours in because it was like <laughs> it was like uh, it was like an early retirement camp is what it was. Um, gotcha. if, if you're gotcha. if you're ever if you ever want a job in tech and you don't actually want to work, I have the place for you to go. Um, anyway, okay. so as out. a result, DMs because, open. <laughs> because that trust was not built, like they just needed to make sure that everyone was working uh, 40 hours a week. And so then it was yep. like hovering over and watching like, oh, yeah. are you sure about that 10 minutes? Um, that's why I don't like it. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Like I said. I can totally appreciate that point of view. It it's just it works yeah. for me. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, so 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 that's so there, so there's a couple things, but I want to get to um, some like pillars or like some foundations that I've been trying to kind of put my. So there's a little mm. bit of a brainstorm. Maybe we can figure out if this lands or not. So yeah. I'm thinking about a few 
projects that I have and have had for years that kind of help me keep myself organized, be as efficient as I can, whatever. So I'm thinking about, I've got a dot files repo. I've got my own little personal rails app. Mm-hmm. I've got a little command line interface that I made for myself and my blog or my website or whatever. So I'm thinking about how like I use those tools to like keep myself organized to, um, like get better as a programmer, as a professional, as someone who just is, you know, in in the world. And, and so I'm trying to think of like, you know, I use my dot files project, for example, to tweak my workflows, to have good config to whatever. Like if I see any tips or tricks that, I think would work for me. I've got a spot to put them is I guess what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. So I've like developed the antenna to be on the lookout for those kinds of things. And that's good. But also having the dot files repo also having the command line project allows me to have places to put these things. And I kind of think about that as my start and stop list that like, it's not about what's on them. It's about having those spots in your life where you can put those things so that they just become a part of your routine. Mm hmm. Can you very quickly tell people what a dot .files repo is? Because before mm. I worked here and honestly, you told me what a dot .files repo was, I had no idea. Yeah, this is a great, great question. Um, and it's one of those things you kind of maybe take for granted. So dot .files is loosely defined as uh, on a Unixy, Linuxy kind of system, configuration files. Um, just so happens that if you start a file name with a period, a, a dot, that in most Unixy, Linuxy systems, it will be um, hidden by default. And so some of these uh, weirdo programmers that came before us that were writing <laughs> some of these tools that we use every day, they used this convention of um, dot files. They, like, they would like uh, look for a dot file in your home folder that was named a certain way, and then they would pick that up and that would be your configuration. So a pretty classic example of this is a bash RC file. If you use the standard um, setup on a Mac OS system, for example, when you open up a terminal, you're opening up a bash terminal. And if you want to customize that terminal, you can put a file in your home folder. In fact, you probably have one. Um, like It's probably called like period bash RC, or there's, there's a couple of different like synonyms there. Um, anyway, so there's like some conventions around this. And so a dot files repo is the idea of let's not just author these files on our system and kind of tinker with them in a vacuum. Like let's actually make them in a Git repository and then, um, maybe share them, you know, uh, and, and, and just sort of like look at other people's configurations and kind of like understand what is possible because often what is configurable in these applications, you know, I'm thinking about um, tips and tricks on your bash, but even like uh, maybe some preferences around how you use Postgres or whatever, Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things are like, there's like a whole world of configuration and it can come in real handy to, you know, know what your options are. Or, Or get configuration for how you like your diff to work. Absolutely. How you like your diff. Um, This also comes into play with like aliases. So Mm -hmm. if you want to type fewer characters on the command line, you can set up aliases for yourself. There are very popular um, aliases like GC is one that I see a lot that where if you type GC, what you're really doing is doing a git commit. And so um, not garbage files. 
<laughs> not garbage collection. So, so these, these dot files give you a way to do that. And then, you know, say you throw your computer out the window and you get a new one. Then if you have that up <laughs> on GitHub, you can clone down that, that dot files repo. And now your system is configured the same way. Your new system is configured the same way as your old system. It's really neat. Um, it's, and before I had started at Artsy and seeing your dot files and some other people's dot files repos, I had seen people talk about ha- like maintaining a script to set everything sure. up. So like one, one script to go install all the things that you like to work with. And that always, I don't know, that seems to me difficult to keep up with, uh, and hard to remember when I installed something to go at it there. Um, but yeah. the, but yeah, managing a dot files repo has been a lot more manageable for me. Uh, I, the one thing I do struggle with is remembering to actually go into my repo and commit and push all my dot files changes up. It would make sense to add that to a start list. Maybe. Let's talk about sharpening your tools. So another habit I have is a weekly one hour event on my work calendar called sharpen exclamation point. And <laughs> what this is, is a time for me to uh, run through my projects and like tighten them up. And uh, during the week, I maybe sometimes will think of a thing that I want to improve about my setup. Um, hey, you know, I just learned about a new kit diff tool, let's say. So I'll make an issue on my dot files repo that's like investigate this diff tool or uh, try out, you know, this new fuzzy finder thing that I found or whatever. And then during my sharpen hour, I will tackle those things and I will <laughs> have, and I've, I've got a list there too of like, when it comes to sharpening, these are the things I do on my system. These are the things I do with my different projects so that they're always up to date. And again, if I were to throw my laptop out the window and get a new one, <laughs> I could pull things down and be up and running, you know, almost right away. It sounds also like you have some anger issues with your laptop. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of just getting up from my desk one day and throwing it out the window. Just chuck that's, it. Yeah. That's satisfying to me. So I tried sharpening when uh, yeah. that was a recommendation that you gave me. It didn't work for me. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, in, in hindsight, I think the reason that I never, I, I had that thing on my calendar, honestly, for probably the first year that I worked yeah. at Artsy. And I don't think I once actually <laughs> took the time to sharpen. Um, but yeah. I think it was because I didn't, it was, it seemed, it seemed like a neat idea, but I didn't have any concrete. Um, I just, I didn't have a specific idea of what I should be doing during that time. Uh, sure. I think it'd be different if I tried it again, but you know, I think at this point, uh, I'm more interested in scheduling that time. I, I'll schedule that time for like writing or I'll schedule that time for working on um, a specific project or a specific task that I want to accomplish. And maybe that is kind of the same thing, kind of similar, um, just hitting a different area of uh, of development. Yeah, you're sharpening something different. Yep. There are definitely more things about this idea of personal operating system, but even just talking this through has given me some more ideas of ways I can kind of structure my blog mm-hmm. posts to ladder up to this idea. So that's helpful. Yeah. Thanks for being a sounding board. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of the pillars um, yeah. for what it's worth. I think that's a good way to frame it. Cool. Okay. Thank you for listening to me. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
you can follow us on Twitter at Artsy Open Source. Keep up with the Artsy Engineering blog at artsy.github.io. Thank you, Eve Essex, for our theme music. You can find her on all major streaming platforms. Until next time, this is Artsy Engineering Radio. Because you're not a monster. I'm not a monster. <laughs>